0: Welcome back everybody uh to another episode of Filmhouse uh it's a funhouse film podcast show. We're going to have out of this, huh. I am I am the host of the show for this week and I would one say one you week.
1: are the master of ceremonies.
0: The the the, the I'll tell you this much, what I don't do is I don't do any clowning around when it comes to getting my job done for this show. Um, No, but uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we talk about a bunch of movies, normally it's Adam doing it, Um, but uh, the past week or so, we've been doing scary movies for Halloween, Uh, the scariest movies we can get our hands on. Last week we did Troll 2, terrifying movie, terrifying Mm -hmm. film, Uh, this week we are doing Killer Clowns. From Outer Space, Spice. which we'll jump right into back back. the trailer, um,
2: Hello, and, gosh, uh,
0: and I should also mention before I introduce my two uh, panelists, Yes, is what I'm going to call you, uh, that this episode is brought to you by Lisa Mattresses, mm. uh, comfortable mattresses, affordable, uh, straight, shipped straight to your home, and we'll hear more about them later in the show. Um, but without further ado, I'd like to introduce my other panelists who have seen this film, watched it with me mm-hmm. and uh, are prepared to discuss it. Uh, go ahead. Introduce yourselves, please.
2: Well, I'm going to take first because okay. I still feel like I need to apologize for just dropping it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't come up with a scare-based pun. Uh, mm. uh, what about my ghost pants,
1: host? So. You could have called them the ghost hosts. Yeah, that, that or... occurred to me too,
2: but I didn't want to I didn't I didn't want to ape uh, Haunted Mansion too mm-hmm. badly. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 true, true, true. Uh, and then, there's Elise, uh... Thrillums. Uh, ...all joined by Elise Scarums. Thrillums, oh, shit.
1: you could've gone Thrillums, you Fuck. fucked it up. Fuck wow, man, okay. Sorry, uh, well, yeah, my name's Elise Willems. Uh, my introduction was pretty lackluster. Oh, I'm sorry. But, I'll tell you what isn't lackluster. Hmm. Killer Clowns from Out of Space. Wait, I
2: never said my name.
1: Lawrence. This is Lawrence.
2: Large Dracula and Lawrence. Everyone Lince. knows who you are. Okay. Uh, son Frankenstag. So we watched
0: Shit. Killer Clowns. Uh, Shit. We go watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's a cult classic film from 1988. Yeah. Um, and a little background about it it is made by the Chiyote Bros. Yeah. Chiyote Brothers, which sounds like a joke name, but it's is not. Chiyote it uh, or Kyoto? V- uh, some special effects uh, specialists effects guys that got together and decided to make their own movie and uh and it's kind of synonymous with not necessarily being bad but being strange you know like con- the concept alone killer clowns from outer space is a strange concept um but we watched it recently
1: and i think we can
0: pretty easily get to the bottom of it right yeah it's definitely
1: like, definitely a product of being a b movie and mm-hmm. a movie of the 80s yes yeah. Special effects say. movie, yeah. Yeah, I think that practical much is reflected. Effects.
2: Yeah, and and in, and in that regard, I think it's it's definitely enough to carry it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you view it through a modern lens, it's kind of adorably dated, but it's still it's still effective, especially if you consider that most of that stuff was super practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, like all the sets they build for spoilers when they go into the circus tent near the you know, last third of the movie, basically the extended climax. It's all pretty cool stuff. It's all pretty cool set work. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I like, that's I love. I love this this Real. sort of practical <laughs> effect work. It, Re- oh, I love wow. it.
0: Anyway. Real quick, I was just gonna say a quick plot roundup of it. Sure. It's basically the title. Yeah. There are clowns. Mm-hmm. They are actually they're a- technically aliens. They look like clowns, and uh, they just land in the outskirts uh, outskirts of this uh, small town, and then they start terrorizing the people. A Got there. a
1: bloodlust. Really, really
0: no more more of a <laughs> plot than that. It, but that's all yeah. you really need. They don't. Yeah.
2: They don't have a clear agenda. Their existence isn't explained. There's well, they're some trying to gain dialogue, sustenance. Yes, human I, yeah,
0: beings okay. and living creatures are used to sustain them. But that's that's about it. But they they're, got
1: a malicious streak deep wide. It's not. They're not even just getting sustenance. They're terrorizing these true. people. They're puppeting them like, like well, uh, most of the people deserve
2: it though. Is it's like the interesting dummies thing. and most most of the people who yeah. die throughout the film. There's a scene or two that at least sets up that they're bad people. And that it's their own antagonism that makes them run afoul of the killer clowns in the first place. But
0: the first casualty on screen is the dog.
2: That is true. Mm-hmm. Which to a very me, innocent dogs uh, are uh, innocent. Doesn't seem fair creatures. at all. Dogs and are innocent. And then this uh, this this good old fashioned country gentleman also is is uh, an early victim of the clowns. And while he did nothing wrong, um, I would I would venture by '80s standards, he is a a dumb hick. Therefore, it's funny that he died.
1: The the movie does have a lot of like b-movie horror character tropes like the the you know ignorant hick yeah. the cops who don't believe the young people the young people are of course oh what, what do they know there's ruffians they're causing trouble the mm-hmm. the female protagonist here who's pleading with everyone yeah. to to make them see make them understand well, of course she's dressed very she's, matronly as she's well, so rational
2: she's not the sexy one because there is a sexy one was introduced and then killed I think in the span of about five minutes one of the interesting things I thought about this film is
0: that generally when you have a premise you don't want to just give it out right away you know it's the whole Jaws thing ever <laughs> since Jaws came out they're like they're like oh we should hide oh, the tease it away tease, yeah. it, tease it tease it because it costs a lot of money to put your big set piece stuff on screen for as much as you do that's still the same for now this there's a reason Wonder Woman fights Ares at the end of the movie at night is because it's really expensive to do that um, But this movie, within the first, let's say, five, six minutes, it's got the clowns in it. Yeah, Yeah. And then the clowns are in it the whole way through. And I really, really genuinely like that. Yeah, I like it too. Because
2: that's why the movie exists. Yeah. If, If they tried to pull that stuff, they don't have the pacing or the writing of Jaws. They don't have the soundtrack of Jaws. This movie is a, an effects Whoa. movie. Well, Hold
0: they, on, let me stop you right there. Sorry, yeah. you're
2: right. Stop you the on that song.
1: soundtrack.
0: And, well, uh, I was going to uh, say I was, was going to say not you could talk about the soundtrack, but I was going to say Jaws was a movie written without a sc- was made without a script and it was originally supposed to be a movie like this where the shark a, is all over yeah. it. Yeah. It's just that the shark sunk and then they had to figure out how to adapt. Yeah. So, Fair it's enough. interesting. Um, I wonder what would have happened if the costumes didn't work out for Killer oh, Clowns. Boy, we've have have a new on an Academy Award-winning it, film. But you
1: know why they did work out? You mentioned earlier that this was made by a, the Chioto Kyoto <laughs> Brothers God. who uh, are all All right.
0: Well, we're getting okay. we're getting hit by comets from space that may or may yeah. not be. Yeah, Killer I know they're slated. clowns.
1: I know yeah. that much. What are you saying, Elise? Um, that picture of Lawrence Shatter? Yeah, I did. Did we get the Killer Clowns Curse? We got the Killer Clowns Curse Filmhouse? for Halloween. Uh, oh, man. Sorry, Lawrence. I really like that. Picture. I know I like it too. Well, well, well We're let me ease it. your spirit here, because right. I'm going to tell you about the amazing production okay. behind this film. These brothers, the Kyoto Kyoto brothers, they made this on two million dollar budget. And they kept it so cheap because they were able to, they had the knowledge and the skill and the contacts to make all the practical effects on the cheap. Mm -hmm. Which I think is like, that's not something you see too often now. They
0: they had done some other stuff. They did like, um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Right? Uh, Which actually has some pretty amazing effects in it. They had done, they had done some other, they have, they're well credited. Let's put it that way in terms of being a special effects house in the 80s and beyond. This is the only time they've really stepped up, and I think made their own thing. Hmm. And it's it. I like it because it's basic. You can see a dry erase board. I like when you can see movies and you can just figure out how it was made and why. This is one of those movies. There's a dry erase board. They said what are kind of creepy clowns are kind of creepy. We could make a really scary clown mask. Maybe they went into a Halloween store, saw clown mask and said that that's what we want our movie to be. These scary movies are hot not right now. So we know we can get funding and we know it'll make money. And then they go, what do clowns do? <laughs> and they made a list
2: Oh a yeah! Board. Of all the scenes,
1: and every single thing that is associated with clowns yeah. is in this through a horror lens. There's a lot of fun puppet stuff. There are these little hand puppets that are kind of doing their their fun, unexpected scene. There's the um, shadow puppets. Mm-hmm. There's the, the him pu- him puppeting the the, ca- the clown puppeting the police chief as a as a entelechist dummy. Yeah. I loved. I thought that was super funny. Yeah. Well, they capture they cocoon them in. Cotton, cotton candy. candy.
0: Or cotton candy. Yeah. And, and then so you, this guy's being concluded to cotton candy. <laughs> Every single thing that they do, the only thing I think they don't have is a hand
2: buzzer, maybe. Mm. That guy grabs the like ropes
0: th- at the beginning, but there's no point where they do, like, a hand buzzer.
2: There, yeah, um, they should have electrocuted somebody with a hand buzzer or, like, see their skeleton type yeah. thing. I they love- did have a bundle of flowers that sprayed seltzer water, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: the the era of, like, 80s filmmaking where people were making – or directors were making – films with really grotesque looking puppets or claymation or stop motion. I love how grotesque shit just looked mm-hmm. <laughs> in that era. Yeah, yeah, Like it's disgusting, but it's mesmerizing. But um, it's kind of the trauma aesthetic. They didn't invent it, but they like
0: were the premier ones of doing it where everything takes place at night, but it's so bright. Yeah. <laughs> because it's all filmed in like a studio, sound like it's stage. a soundstage, or, or they just set up everything. Like this is a night scene, but it may as well be daytime. You can see every single nook and cranny of this costume and stuff. It, it's really, it's it's a cool thing to appreciate. Plot-wise, though, like, like we kind of meant, there isn't much to it. No. There aren't characters that develop, really. Everybody's such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's kind of a dick for the purpose of setting up the next... Mm -hmm. scene or the next execution or whatever i would still say there's maybe more merit to this than a saw type film Hmm. uh like the modern ones the first saw first i think two saw movies are very (laughs) plot driven and have character development and stuff like that but this is maybe not better than but this it feels like this is the precursor to that Hmm. let's just figure out the next way we can get our graphic yeah. we want to show the audience what we came up with in our lab of classic cinema special effects. Yeah. And so
2: I wonder if that's
0: kind of the extension
2: of that. Perhaps. And, it, um, for I guess I guess this is we'll call this my, my special film house segment where I overthink everything. Yeah. Um I, I I don't there's no plot to the movie really, aside from people trying to survive the clowns. So what I find fascinating in movies like that is to appreciate the the bits that they did put in and why so there's there's like an older asshole cop who doesn't believe anybody um, there's there's some throwback to 50s culture and stuff because that was big at the time in film so you know the movie opens at make out point where all the all the young kids are trying to score with their with their special woman and stuff like this so I think it open and even like the beginning music it hits and it's like very kind of like 50s theremin and then the pop-punk uh, amazing track kicks in it's like, this ain't your, it's ain't your mama's no. uh, monster movie. But it is very, uh, it is very, uh, I think, hallowing of, of 50s culture in, in some ways. It's not quite as on the nose as something like Back yeah. to the Future. But it's still part of that trend. And that I have brought that up before with a lot of 80s movies. But it is fun to see the various ways that they put in like the asshole older guy from the older generation who doesn't understand kids. And these cool, hip kids know what's going on. And why doesn't anyone listen to them? And there's, there's quite a bit of that, which I, I, I find charming. Because it's not necessarily... Story but it is scenes that an audience is supposed to get a reaction to and if you're making movie for young people in the 80s That's what they cared about one feathered of, hair
0: this right. this this movie has one of my favorite <laughs> things Which is when a literal nightmare appears in front of you but because it's a clown, everyone's like, "Oh, yeah. a clown!" And like, there's a couple movies that do that. Yeah. Where like, Oh my god! Oh, Beetlejuice is another mm-hmm. one. Beetlejuice shows up and he becomes this monstrosity with giant hammers, and those two people are like, "Oh, a carousel! How do you like
1: that?" But you, the viewer, watching, going, "That ain't no, that ain't no normal carousel." I'm out there, <laughs> um, Lawrence. You touched upon the soundtrack earlier, mm. and maybe this is a good segue into uh, the the future of of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, but you know what? We'll get to that in a minute. James, yeah. yes. I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight because I watched this scary movie.
0: I appreciate what you're doing. It's a little early, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, just a quick reminder that this episode is brought to you by Lisa Mattresses. Um, whether you're upgrading your home, your health, or your state of mind, there's one surprising item that belongs on your shopping list, especially if, you have your nightmares. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're nightmares. If you're having nightmares, you want to be comfortable when you get in bed. Uh, that's a mattress. Uh, with over 10,000 five-star reviews, the Lisa Mattress is in a league of its own when it comes to combining quality, Greenies, innovation, and making a difference. Uh, I'll get back more on that at later. But uh, basically, Lisa Mattresses, they're 100% ma- uh, American-made. They adapt to all body shapes, sizes, and sleeping styles, and they do it with this... Universal adaptive feel, which they put a trademark after. That's how serious they are about it. It's like they use foam layers, three mm. different kinds of foam layers. One makes you cool, one makes you Ooh. soft. And they do, do all, a whole bunch of stuff like that. And one so, gets rid
1: of the gugugugugooos.
0: I don't know if it'll keep the ghosts Aww. out, but they won't be able to wake you up because you're be sleeping <laughs> okay. too hard. Um, it's it's an online service, so you don't have to worry about going into a store or having awkward conversations. The last time Elise and I bought a mattress, it was from a store and. I don't want to get into bad it. Bad experience, but oh. we ended up getting the business card of the guy who worked there for the book that he sells on Amazon about oh. feeling good about yourself. Jeez. So, um, you can avoid those kinds of uh, interactions by just having the mattress ship straight to your door. Um, and if you're worried about <laughs> some, a big purchase like that, uh, Lisa has a 100 night trial that lets you sleep in your bed for over three months to decide if it's the right fit. If for some reason it isn't, they will very easily arrange your refund and make sure they get that mattress picked up and out of there for you. Um, something else that wasn't even in the ad read that I thought was interesting when I was kind of looking at it is that they're pretty active with charity, which I like. Hmm. I like when businesses do that. Uh, so for every 10 mattresses sold, one is donated to a nonprofit organization that serves homeless and or at-risk adults and children, which is cool. And for every one mattress sold, they plant a tree. So, cool. I know, uh, you can sleep in the woods if you want. Um... Then, price is probably the biggest selling point. Uh, Luxury doesn't come cheap, but when it comes to a good night's sleep, luxury is something you deserve. Uh, Lisa mattresses uh, compare with brands that cost thousands more, but because they can cut out unnecessary extra costs, Lisa's prices start at just $525. Plus, if you go to www.lisa.com/slash filmhouse, H-A-U-S, and enter the promo code Filmhouse, you get an extra $100 off. Wow. So you could get a mattress for under $500. Wow. Um, so you should do yourself a favor and sleep better with Elisa Mattress. Uh, avoid those nightmares. This is a big plot point here. Yeah, We were talking about it earlier. Uh, the, the puppet thing where he, yeah. he kills a guy in a very scary way and they use him as a puppet. Another check, check off the list of scary clown stuff. But then the discovery of the movie mm-hmm. is they discover if you pop their noses, that's how you kill them. That's their weakness. You can shoot him anywhere else, it won't matter. You pop that nose
2: it's going to go it is the it is the beat sheet of a horror the mm-hmm. the moment in which you understand either the motivation of the terrible malevolent force mm-hmm. or its weakness mm-hmm, um, yeah. and often the two are the same thing In this case, it's just yeah, the big red thing uh, I mean but it's still cute it's a, it it what I, what i I think I appreciate about this movie is it at least understands the structure and format of a horror mm-hmm. as opposed to other movies that are just all over the place and then they just kind of end. Yeah. Um, So it has it has solid practical effects. It at least has the framework, even if even if like the the misogyny is a little a little ripe. You know, it's the '80s. What you gonna do? It's kind of yes. It's sadly on
0: par with Mm -hmm. uh, movies of the time. Um, there's these two guys who
2: they own an ice cream truck they rented an ice cream truck <laughs> they rented an ice cream <laughs> they truck thought it would get them laid. they thought it would get them yeah. laid so this is like the comedic b-plot to the movie which is also not a plot it's just them rolling around being like when are we gonna get made? Yeah, but it's convenient because there's a clown
0: on the top of their it does play into the plot because does, there's yeah. a clown on the top of their ice cream truck which that also has a speaker in it can make it appear as though the, <laughs> the clown on top is speaking I don't know. I think there's something really charming. I, I do the I thing agree. with professional wrestling where I go, you can be a great professional wrestler if you have at least two out of the three things. Mm. Right? Physique, charisma, and wrestling skill. If you have two out of the three, you can maybe be a great wrestler. Um, same goes for bad movies. Sure. Or like it's, cult it's, movies. Yeah. I'm not going say bad. Bad is the wrong word. Cult movies. This has... Like interesting special effects. They don't have to be expensive, but there's something there that you're watching, you're going, I am interested in how they made that work. Mm-hmm. Um, a fun concept that doesn't s- like slow down, mm-hmm. and then you could also get away with good acting. And they're too. playing with tropes, um, too, which yeah. is fun. I think about, uh, what is the Quentin Tarantino movie that he made? Which the, one? The Kurt Russell. Death Proof? Death Proof. Death Proof is a mm-hmm. movie that has great acting and great performances sure. and not necessarily some of the I like other Death things I do. that it's you're compelled to watch because of that. Yeah. This movie is not about the acting and it's not about the writing, but it has other, the other aspects in <laughs> spades. <laughs>
1: it, well, wait, well, James, let me ask you then. Yeah. <laughs> if we're all in agreement that this is really not that bad of a movie mm-hmm. and it's reached this cult status, yeah. why haven't we gotten more? Hmm. Killer clowns from outer space. That's a great
0: question. I don't know that I'm the, I'm the right person to ask. I do know that the sequel has been in development hell, but I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I'm, well, I, I know a little bit about well, why. What do um, you think
2: a movie like? Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Just, oh, I, I'm you can just. Can speculate after what a what a uh, sequel to this might look like in 2017?
1: So Stephen Stephen Chiodo, who is one of the brothers Chiodo that mm-hmm. is behind all the effects and whatnot, he did an interview with I believe Bloody Disgusting and he, last year because oh, wow. he kind of was commenting on why this hasn't gotten development. It's a licensing legal issue to an extent. I Uh-oh. think it's it's a lot of it's in MGM's ballpark. Okay. So basically.
0: Uh, my guess is they really wanted to make a movie, and they said, "Just let us make a movie yeah. without necessarily making sure they own the rights um, to the movie they're making." And
1: here, here's a quote from him: "We've got this great idea, sort of like a trilogy in four parts, with the original film being the first. Well, the the original film being the first, the and prologue, kinda, if you will. Yeah, they yeah. all they all, want, they all sort of I think want to do like a, su- a soft remake in a sense to okay. get people, gotcha, you know, and Caught and kind of I'm sure, sure update what you know." for the current time, so they're gonna relaunch it. Uh, And then we have an idea for a trilogy trilogy that would just be a long-ranging series that follows new characters as they battle clowns. But then we also see Mike Tobacco pop up. And then we see Debbie Stone, and then we see Dave the Cop. We've got it all written out, it's a fantastic concept. Dave the Cop, they've I think got it all right they've, g- they've got some scripts. Um, Don't no. care about I mean, there scripts. wasn't and, a lot of scripts. I want to really see
0: either. that chalkboard and that has more things that clowns can do. There, can yeah. be There's been
1: some action on this, I guess, well, because, yeah, you know, he's... Well, are close to it. Clowns doing, yeah, are hot. Clowns are hot right now. <laughs> the, they've done some interviews recently saying, yes, we want to bring it back. Clowns are really in the zeitgeist <laughs> because of it. They've never been scared. And either. just within the last year... Uh, John Misari, who was the composer that did the original soundtrack for this movie, which isn't bad. Which isn't bad. It's it's synth. It's digital. Mm-hmm. He did a re-recording of the score using a live orchestra. What? Because um, it was originally recorded electronically. Electronically. No. So he said he got the whole orchestra together, and wow. he like because you were saying Jaws. Jo- well, Jaws has this amazing mm-hmm. score. Okay, well, Masari said Jaws gets yeah. a score. We get a Jaws score. Jaws ain't <laughs> shit. So he, I'll show him my score. He, de- which I think it's actually a pretty cool synth score. It is. Um, it fits. So it definitely fits. So he, it's but he time. said, you know what? Go Let's do it again. So that that get get was happening home. in the over the last several months, actually. They're so tiny car. it it like, I don't know if it ha- has enough power to just bring clowns into the mainstream <laughs> and say yes, all things clowns now.
2: We demand more clowns
1: <laughs> every single
0: clown trope is in this movie. How can they do
2: more? But That's do, my concern. They do kill somebody by throwing so many pies at them that I, they die. I do however, think that like how,
1: how things like mystery science theater have been brought back by Netflix had success mm-hmm. I could see killer clowns from outer space coming to like a Netflix whoa, and having whoa. success there Wobble um, more wobble more know, South Park likes to make the joke that Netflix will, will you know budget anything like, um, I'm well. I guess it maybe it really is in MGM's court to say like yes You can have the the rights well, to I,
2: I might also be I guess yeah for for it doesn't necessarily have to be Netflix I feel like Blumhouse could mm. they haven't really dabbled in this particular kind of camp. I happy death no. day may be. I haven't seen it yet. It may yeah, be that your girlfriend's cheesy. You. Yeah, she did. Thanks for that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I watched it <laughs> <Godfather laughs> instead Which means I'm a movie expert now. No, it's a uh, the Horror's role in, in, in movie culture now is really interesting. Always. It's always been. Yeah. Since, since probably the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Horror's
0: been the cheapest movies to make that always have the biggest returns.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I feel like uh, a campy. I feel like we're. Much like this was a campy throwback to the 50s, we're ripe print campy throwbacks to the 80s. Yep. It was a throwback to the 80s, but it wasn't campy. It wasn't self aware. Something like Scream, but an 80s slasher, which kind of was what Scream was. Uh, I think could work now. I think it maybe just falls to a, an indie studio to make something like that. I mean, the pies were acid, by
0: the think way. Think of the ah.
1: the difference in tone between the original It and then what we just got in the remake. Yeah. So, I mean, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, could it have that kind of tonal shift? It's The problem is the source material for It is serious. Sure, yeah, you absolutely. Know? So it makes sense that you're oh, we made a
0: new and a very serious... Version of it. We've
1: never seen the original Chiota script. <laughs>
0: I was maybe there is more to this. <laughs> I think what makes this so good is that it isn't. It's not worrying about that. Mm-hmm. It's like we got clowns. They do clown things. Their tent looks like a, their spaceship looks like a tent, and they do use cotton candy. To you know, kill
1: what I love you guys. Have both seen Scream Queens, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't. Oh, oh yeah, I think you'd like it. But you know, I um, Chad. Like Chad, Chad well wouldn't yeah. he make a great young cop and they play at that character. for the record that actor would make a great anything, anything. Yeah, he's right. great. He needs to be in more shit. He's fantastic He's fantastic. <laughs> Jump on that pole,
0: but then why would they they say they have a pole in their spaceship? Yeah, I, there's so many good things about watching this. It's I definitely great. recommend this movie <laughs> I, I'm not oh, wow. He almost fell. Yeah. There's if you watch this movie. There's almost one take for everything Pretty Almost much. one take for everything. So things go wrong. that even, We just watched the last scene where a guy was killed by pies. The first pie misses. That's so cool. Then the second one hits, and you got to go in the director's head and go, we're not going to clean this guy's suit off and throw more pies. <laughs> no, we're using that They tape. don't have that's a second it. suit. We don't have a second suit. Too bad. Um, there's fun stuff here where they, they built their little fun house of special effects that's happening. This is kind of the climax of the movie if you're, if you're watching along with us.
2: Um... The, the, yeah the, the way that I don't want to say Sam Raimi in like an Evil Dead kind of way more of like a crime wave kind of way the, when they get on it just reminds me of a lot of the stuff he would do with like weird coloring and practical sets in like a big black room mm-hmm. to make it look very fun housey like this mm-hmm. uh, this was very evocative of stuff like that there's,
0: there's some good stuff the difference we, we keep comparing things to avatars versus aliens which maybe isn't fair <laughs> but there's a certain skill Mm. That is present in old, bad cult, whatever you want to call them movies. There's a certain skill. This movie's where you have filmmakers. With skill. You have professionals. It has it's to do with it's it's a pre digital and I'm not I'm not one of those bring back film kind of like advocates. I think you can make a good movie on anything. But there's something about shooting on film where you know you have to make sure the lighting is right, you have to make sure things are in focus, yeah. you have to du- you have to double check and triple check before you film your Bullshit B movie, that it kind of had an accountability mm-hmm. to the filmmaking process, and I
1: think it made yeah. these movies better. We may see we
0: may see in ten or fifteen years that that's not true, but I think it made movies. But better. You're
1: right. Now so much is done in post, mm. and like I love pl- practical effects, especially because uh, you can't cyborg it and make him look real shit in one trailer and then go back and fix him with practical effects. I mean. There's not much you can do. I mean, now you can use CG to mask on practical effects, but you know, back then they're making Return to Oz, which is one of my favorite movies of all mm-hmm. time. Can, those wheelers are wheeling their hearts out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> <There's>, and <laughs> there's, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I love. It's, there's some, there's some, there's a craft and there's like a dedication and you can see a lot of passion in practical effects and mm-hmm. that's what I specifically admire. There's about something
0: it. the brain ignores when it's looking at practical effects. Whatever it is. I don't know. The fact that you can reach out and touch it or whatever, you ignore the fact that the lips kind of only move a fraction sure. of an inch. That it doesn't look like a P sound or a Z sound or whatever. It doesn't look like that. It You can see the actor in the suit kind of struggling to walk. If there's ever a step that <laughs> you yeah. see that moment where they stop and then they go step time and there's like a, a assistant director off camera telling them, careful. But... Man, it's so easy for the brain to ignore, in in my case at least, as then it is if you look at old like old CG. We w- almost were gonna mm. watch uh, Monster House the other night, <laughs> which is a good movie. It came out and it got good reviews, uh, written by Dan Harmon. And it's a good movie, but they use this weird- Animation's dated. They use this weird motion capture animation and the trailer, like if you just watch a trailer for it, it is pretty ugly. It looks ugly, so and that movie's watched, yeah. not that old. So then
1: we watch the babysitter.
0: So we wa- <laughs> Which... also watch the babysitter. Um, but yeah, so I, I, real quick, this is this is we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, we still have everyone's favorite segment, other than this segment, uh, the uh, Airbud Bud Watch. Mm. Air- oh yes. Funhouse presents Airbuds Bud Watch. Twenty seventeen C- cinematic universe check in. Um, but real quick, final thoughts from you guys.
1: It's a good time. Yeah. It's a good time, and you won't feel bored. At, I think at any point, which is uh, sometimes a characteristic of these movies. You th- you go, oh, it's it's so funny, it's so cheesy. But then halfway through, you're like, God, I'm bored. Uh, you won't find that with Killer clones from Outer Space. Make the squeakles. We want them. <laughs> uh,
2: I one uh, in a way, it's almost like trying to figure out a magic trick. But with practical films, what I like doing is just imagining the construction. Like, the people who had to make all that stuff and light all that stuff. And what it must have looked like to just be on set and look at all this weird shit. I don't know. That That's fun to me. To imagine the... Like, for people who don't make movies, or people who don't do anything creative, it can seem like a magical process. But it's really not. It's just people with construction paper and tape and glue trying to make something look cool. And then just uh, enough experience to make, make the magic trick work. And that... To me, movies like this are fascinating because <laughs> it's just yeah. on the cusp of being good enough to work. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can see the strings, but you don't care. And that's when you can learn a lot about the actual mechanics of making a film. Sometimes yeah.
1: their bodies moving in conjunction with the ex- the bleak expressions, the lifeless expressions on their face makes me laugh so uh-huh. much. That's so. why it
0: doesn't it doesn't yeah. make you go, this is bad. It makes you go like, eh. It's charming. You, they it's they a tried. certain charm. It's <laughs>
2: Well, they and tried. he's
1: beeping. He's that's beeping why out.
2: the tone of this movie works so well is because it doesn't ask the audience to be scared or take mm-hmm. it seriously because it's, it's campy yeah. and it's goofy. Yeah, yeah. So I, there's there's a number of thematic missteps they could have made and they chose not to make any of them, which is great. That's, I think uh, that's very wise.
0: I think that um, <laughs> so I think that this is a great <laughs> movie to watch for Halloween. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. You can rent it. On most digital services, it's a, a very fun movie. There's, it doesn't slow down like a lot and of the bad movies up, do. In the car it's fun to watch <laughs> the whole way through. I really enjoyed this film, and I'm really glad we watched it again because it scared me a lot as a kid. I used to get terrified of the cotton candy faces, and it terrified me as a kid. So I'm glad I watched it, adapted to it, and now I have a better appreciation for it. I re- highly recommend Killer clowns from Outer Space. Um, I'm going to toss it over now. To uh, John and Bones, and when we come back, uh, I'll let you guys know what movie we're going to be watching next week for the next film house, which I think is going to be the last one that we're doing oh. for a scary movies, scary scary Halloween. We just keep it going, spooks spooks. Um, so over to you, John and Bones. Oh, hello guys, welcome back hello hello well thanks
3: for welcoming us thanks for welcoming us back
0: yeah no problem uh, it was such a big success last time that people were insisting upon more they want to know the rest of the story for those of you not familiar this is the segment of film house where we do the film house or funhouse get presents it. get it right bud watch no air bud cinematic universe no, not
4: even encyclopedic knowledge funhouse presents Budhouse, bud Best house buds Budwatch, Best buds
3: bud watch Best episode, episode 3 episode is this only episode three? Yeah, it feels and like way more. Because of that, mm-hmm. as is traditional, once it happens, two times it's a coincidence, third time it's a pattern. Okay. We know that Bud Watch is here to stay. Yeah. Or it's insanity. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in that regard, yeah. we decided we needed like a logo. Okay. For the Fun House Presents Bud House Best Buds Bud Watch. Uh huh. So I actually printed up, I, I made up some proofs, Okay. so I just wonder if you want to check those out. Uh, this is going to be our logo for the show. There doesn't, I mean,
0: it's just a picture of a dog with a ball. Yeah, it's Basketball. Done. Uh-huh. Which, that was the first one. Yeah. So that's it for that one. Yep. And then this one we'll is a dog. That. This is a dog wearing a hat with a propeller on top. Yep. <laughs> None and of this
3: says what it is, though. I actually had more, but the printer broke. Are you at all
0: concerned that people are just gonna see this and think it's just a dog? Like, they're not gonna know well, that's, what show. It is a show. dog,
3: it's Air Bud. No, but the show, there's a sh- whole segment you guys do. No? I, don't, I don't understand your your line of questioning. What? what anyways, fucking movie. south right. of the border, welcome to Mexico, people! They don't go to Mexico! It's We're just, playing soccer! They're playing soccer the in America! Yeah, anyways, uh, this one... Uh, it's clearly a different dog. That's the first thing okay. that I noticed. Mm-hmm. It's Wasn't it not a different dog in the second one. It's always a different dog. Yeah. And always the a different mom.
0: F- didn't Airbud die between. He died after the
3: first one. He mom. died after the first one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's always been a different so dog. So
4: it's also the third mom. I'm not sure if the, all two moms died. Yeah, that's they may true. Have. The, oh, that. They
3: keep switching
0: out the mom. Yeah. Okay. Can you give us a brief rundown before I start asking all my questions? Can okay. You give us a brief setup this, for this. This is where the franchise really takes off. Chris Pine is back. Chris Pine's back.
4: His mom marries this this vet that speaks in nothing but horse whispers the entire movie. He not talks not like horse, this. the animal, but you know. His, you okay. gotta play yeah. Okay. I'm here for you, bud. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but this one really takes off because it starts to shift the focus to this to the little sister. There she is. And also in this one buddy fucks. Yep. buddy fucks? oh yeah. yeah big time there's a dog sex
3: scene in this she's like <laughs> yeah that full was penetration. The weird thing. yeah it like it it happened during the party scene and you know the kids are just doing their thing the little slapstick friend uh, who had a bull cut in the first one you might remember him nope um he's still in it he shows up because it's a British girls party he shows up dressed as a royal guard mm-hmm. with one of those like Mm-hmm. things on his head yeah. and he's like you don't have any sense of style and then and then it like hard cuts to just like full on dog humping dog humping yeah, yeah. it's a snooty British
4: dog mm. oh but she gives it up for, she gives it, yeah. but also in this buddy. one this is the first movie where they t- start to show that buddy is like psychic and can kind of communicate with the dogs and understands English
0: oh okay yeah. yeah now so you you mentioned that the focus shifts to the girl she, is, she, is she more of the main the main human protagonist in
4: this or I don't know about main but she like she has a, she has like a like a weird friend and they're they're having adventures and breaking into houses and talking on walkie-talkies mm-hmm. yeah she's
3: a she's like a
0: serial burglar do you think they could be setting up possibly the fact that all of the the um, dog communication is just in the mind of a child <gasps> is that a possibility
4: it is um, now yeah maybe that she's just insane
3: the, yeah, this is all just is a fantasy, whimsy. Well, no. okay. Here's the thing. Uh, this is a really to your question. Trailer. Yes, it show any soccer. This isn't a trailer. Yeah, this yeah, is no. one scene. I, I just searched for trailer. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. This is basically this is like a good. Uh, <laughs> he played soccer in it. Right? All right. Yeah. So, so my, but here's here's the thing. I think is the most important that we need to take away from it. Mm-hmm. This franchise eventually becomes air buddies. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. And in this one, he has six puppies. One of them they give away to the burglar at the end, uh, the dognapper. uh uh, Because he's not a bad guy who steals dogs, although he is and has a facility full of hundreds of dogs. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, who everybody helps set free.
0: California just passed some laws, uh, making puppy mills. You can't do puppy mills anymore. What? what? Why not? Because it's, it's bad. Cause they just breed these dogs and f- and then they what? overcharge yeah. them. Yeah. Puppy How mills? What are you talking,
3: about? How is, they're making
0: puppies! Dogs make puppies naturally, you don't need a factory to do it. They do it in a lab? Yeah, lab puppies
1: female dogs, and they breed them beyond what any female dog is capable of breeding.
3: Well, I don't have any problems with that. It's but that's terrible. more puppies! What are you talking about? It's more puppies! least,
4: why do you hate puppies?
3: Yeah, come on Elise.
1: I I plead the fifth.
3: I'm sorry, is this
4: Funhouse Presents Elise Watch? Okay.
1: <laughs> no. I mean,
3: it's not called Bones Watch either. <laughs> oh shit. Though hey, it could be. Well, see, here, okay. Long story short, the puppies that are in this one... Uh-huh at some point in the next two movies are either going to die or they're going to he's going to get a divorce from his british dog wife uh-huh because these puppies like grow up in this movie and then in air buddies is that that's it's a the compu- next one it's a no that's no, sorry. that's number 6 we're on number 3 we oh got, boy <laughs> we got two
4: more of just this
0: dumb dog yeah um, By the way, as soon as I'm done doing this, there's no way Adam's gonna remember to let you guys continue this. That's fine. <laughs> don't worry, I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> you guys <laughs> might want to burn through the rest of them
4: real quick. All right, but just to sum up. Yeah, sorry. Just to sum up, he bangs her. Yeah, they have a bunch of puppies with a uh-huh. snooty British guy. That's
0: yeah.
4: all like <laughs> he's like poor man's Hugh Grant, and uh, they thwart the the illegal dog catchers yeah the
3: the antagonist in this was really not fleshed out I was mm-hmm, very disappointed yeah. and then
4: mm-hmm. uh, they win the, oh yeah there's soccer in this and they win this the, the dog plays soccer as well wins the soccer game uh, that's
3: superfluous yeah ancillary it's, it's, it to it the really, main plot. Really matters. it's more about the dog banging but then the film
4: spoiler alert it ends with with buddy actually playing in the real world cup with actual American lady soccer players that sounded a lot cooler Played in by my themselves.
0: Head. Okay, so they got the actual World Cup uh, USA ladies, team. Ladies, yeah. US that's the one that takes the shirt off?
3: Soccer team. What uh, was her name? Brandy yeah, shirts Chast- versus skins.
0: Brandy Chastain.
3: Probably? It yeah, does, oh yeah,
0: Ch- Chastain! Yeah. So, so does, uh, does Air Bud take his take his shirt yeah. off at the, den? At yeah. the end? Yeah. That's cool. Well, okay, so, uh, ultimately, uh, if you had to rate this film, um, What? You had to rate the film. Oh. Oh, okay. In term in like of the comparative to the franchise, maybe yeah. in how pivotal it is. Uh how would you rate it? Uh I would give ten it out of ten. Ten Oops. out of ten? Okay.
4: See, I know I give it uh, four red dog erections out of
0: six. Ooh, okay. All right. You know, you could reduce Yours that to two better. thirds if you wanted. You just chose not to. Uh, <laughs> my math major. Okay, nerd. Uh, okay. All right. So uh thank you guys. Um and, uh, wh- what's, the- what's the next one? Give us a little preview of what we're gonna get next week. Ugh.
3: Seventh! Inning! Fetch!
0: Get it? Cause of baseball. That's good. Yeah. I- I'm curious to see how much baseball is in it, because it looks like the sport is becoming less and less of a
3: focus. I'm more excited to see if they actually have, if Rocky Raccoon shows up in this one. The, the Guardians of the Galaxy, or the Carrick Beatles song? character. Don't, don't encourage us. the th- The third one. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Well, thank you guys uh, for, for keeping us abreast of this, uh, that's a chicken pun. Uh, abreast of the uh, the air, but, funhouse presents best buddies God damn it! Bud one Watch. of these days you're
4: gonna get it. Show bu- the
0: logo. Just show the logo, they'll
3: I get go it. it. Go away. Uh,
0: oh.
4: What? Oh, thank, oh, right here. thank you for tuning in to funhouse f- presents Budhouse best buds Budwatch.
0: Best buds Budwatch. Uh, they're going to get to the bottom of the Airbud cinematic universe. We'll see you next One week. One film at a time. We'll see you guys next week. Bud's right. out. Bud's out. Is, what, is that what you guys say? Okay. Uh, you guys keep doing that because I need a toss to the... Okay. And so back to you, James, Lawrence, and Elise, um, to find out what movie we're watching next week. We're watching Deathbed.